0: It's time for our Trees Are Key podcast, brought to you by Texas A&M Forest Service. I'm Paul Johnson, coordinator of our Urban and Community Forestry Program. Welcome to Episode 301. Last week, we explored keys to leveling up, and this week, let's discuss how the commons are key. In case you're not familiar, the commons is a historical concept. From a post on the International Association for the Study of the Commons website, quote, The original meaning of the term commons comes from the way communities managed land that was held in common in medieval Europe. Along with this shared land, a clear set of rules was developed by the community about how it was to be used. Over time, the term commons has taken on several meanings. Most generally, it can be used to refer to a broad set of resources, natural and cultural, that are shared by many people. Traditional examples of commons include forests, fisheries, and groundwater resources, but increasingly we see the term commons used for a broader set of domains, such as knowledge commons, digital commons, urban commons, health commons, cultural commons, etc. 2020 did many things, but one that was of particular concern was the failure of the commons. What do I mean by that? The response to the global pandemic was often to close the commons. You've all seen playgrounds wrapped in caution tape, or basketball hoops and tennis court nets removed, pools closed. In many cases, national, state, and local parks and forests were closed or access was rationed. At the same time, we, particularly in the United States, were dealing with issues of social justice and inequality. I would posit that those with less are likely to have greater dependence on the commons. Think about it. If you're lucky enough to be a child of someone with enough space and money, you might have your own basketball hoop in your driveway. Both the space and the hoop cost money. You still got to shoot hoops last summer. Gosh, the basketball hoops still haven't been returned in my neighborhood park, while the Nets have been back on the tennis courts for months. The same issue goes for swimming and many other commons. Schools can be considered a part of the commons. Now please don't get me wrong, I am not speaking negatively of the people that made decisions based upon our best understanding of a tough new situation. This is just one of many issues we've realized through this time. I'm pointing out the challenge and hoping that we can come up with a better solution or response If slash when we're faced with a similar situation, Savannah, Georgia is an interesting example of the commons you should go visit. In the early 1700s, Savannah was laid out with four open squares surrounded by four residential blocks and four civic blocks. As it grew, they continued this tradition. Visit now even in the heat of summer, and you are never far from public, open, green space with beautiful, large trees. Central Park in New York City is another great example of the commons and the impact they can have on adjacent property. When we moved to Austin, we bought the home we bought, in large part because of the parks and amenities available to us in the neighborhood. I will say that we were lucky last year because we were always able to get outside to exercise. More on this next week. And our parks were only closed twice last year because of the concern about large group gathering. We had many parks in the Austin area where access was limited because of how many people were utilizing the parks. The impact was exceeding the parks and our community's ability to offset those impacts. Plus, many people weren't following distancing guidelines. A reservation system is a reasonable reaction to this situation, but it may further limit the access for those that need it the most. Don't have a computer, smartphone, or even a phone? I imagine it was tough or nearly impossible for you to get a share of that park. This is a big deal for many reasons, but one of the reasons is that we know there is a connection between trees, green spaces, and human health. At a time when health is high on many minds— we had to limit access to the commons that could help, particularly with the mental stress and impacts that we were all dealing with. Couldn't go out to dinner, couldn't go get a drink, couldn't go see a movie, work out in the gym, go dancing, but we could go for a walk in the park. Our kids could go explore a creek or go fishing, if we kept access to the commons. That's enough about the past. What can we do going forward? Maybe we need more commons. Could having more green space ensure that we have enough for everyone so that it doesn't have to be closed during a lockdown? We require big box stores to have enough parking spots for surges like Black Friday. Maybe our communities need to make sure that we have more parks and recreation facilities so that they don't get overrun when other outlets need to close. Should we consider parks and open spaces essential services? Maybe we can avoid needing to close and limit these spaces by increasing funding so that we can keep staff available to enforce distancing requirements and keep structures cleaned and sanitized. I know there are several bathrooms that are finally open, but they have signs warning that they are only cleaned once a day and you're using it at your own risk. Could we increase and improve the green spaces around schools so that they can be used by the neighborhood when schools aren't in session. It would be easy to say, no, we can't do all of that, if you only think about trees and green spaces as beautification or aesthetic improvements. But since trees and green spaces are key to our health, physical and mental, we can rightfully justify greater investment in creating and maintaining these spaces. Some can fulfill most of their needs on their own property or paying for access to the likes of golf courses, resorts, and clubs. But many of us depend upon the commons, and we need to do more to ensure access for all. Want to learn more about the commons? There are several books, articles, and posts available. Search for one called The City as a Commons by Sheila R. Foster and Christian Ioni from the Yale Law and Policy Review or there's a book titled The Commons in History by Derek Wall. Just a few to get started. Do you have any pictures of limited access to the commons? Any ideas on how we can do a better job in the future of balancing the public health needs with our personal health needs? What about thoughts on how to design, support or increase access to the commons whether we're in a pandemic or not? Please share with us on facebook.com/treesarekey or tweet At Treevangelist. It's time for our Tree of the Week Species Spotlight. This week's tree comes from our Trees of Texas website, texastreeid.tamu.edu. River Birch. Betula nigra is also called Red Birch. This deciduous Texas native is usually a medium sized tree to 40 feet tall with one or more trunks 8 to 12 inches in diameter, but can reach heights up to 90 feet with an oval crown of drooping branches. Trunks are wrapped with peeling sheets of papery bark. River birch occurs in East Texas, usually on rich soils along stream banks or at the edges of swamps, ponds, lakes, and other wet areas. River birch can be found in landscapes in North and East Texas. Their leaves are simple, alternate, two to three and a half inches long and one to two inches wide, ovate or somewhat triangular shaped, with double-toothed margin and a wedge-shaped base. The upper surface is dark green and shiny; the lower surface paler and pubescent. Male and female flowers are born in early spring, separately on the same tree. Male catkins at the ends of the twigs, drooping brown one to three and a half inches long. Female catkins are smaller, half inch long, greenish, upright, and born in the leaf axils. River birch fruit is a cylindrical cone about one inch long, densely crowded with tiny winged nutlets that ripen from May to June. Their bark is thin, tight, and grayish with horizontal lentils when young, but quickly developing the reddish peeling layers that identify the species. Layers persist on the tree, presenting a ragged and quite distinctive appearance. Unlike the bark of other birches, the thin paper layers are usually covered with a grayish powder. On older trees, the bark on the main trunk becomes thick with broad plates divided by deep, rough black furrows. Strong and fairly close-grained, the wood has been used in the manufacture of woodenware, turned objects, and wagon hubs, now chiefly sold in the nursery trade as a popular landscape specimen. Look for one of the quote-unquote heat varieties. Similar species include Hazel alder, Alnus serrulata grows in wet areas and has similar flowers and fruit, but has oval leaves and bark that does not peel like river birch. Some hawthorn critagia species have similar leaves, but usually have stout thorns. The birch genus, Betula, has several U.S. species with colorful common names. Gray, Betula populifolia, Wider paper, Betula paperifera, Black, Betula lenta, Yellow, Betula alleghaniensis, or Red and river, Betula nigra. Be sure to visit our Texas Tree Selector website to find trees which are appropriate for your planting location at texastreeplanting.tamu.edu. Upcoming tree events? Unfortunately, most in-person events are still on hold at this point. We at Texas A&M Forest Service are still on the job. We're doing our best to keep it business as usual. Let us know what we can do to help. Need CEUs? Keep your eyes open for the various webinars from the likes of Tree Fund to keep current and be ready when it's time to renew your credentials. We'll let you know when in-person events come back online. Pun intended. Quick update, you can now find Trees Are Key on Spotify. We recently talked about how leveling up is key, and one way to do that is to improve your fitness. Join us next week as we discuss how fitness is key in arboriculture and forestry. Thanks for listening. Our agency website is tfsweb.tamu.edu. You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at Treevangelist and on Facebook.com slash Trees Are Key. Please take a moment and share us with your family and friends and rate and review us on iTunes. It'll help others find us. Until next week on Trees Are Key.